Hey everybody, Jeff here, and welcome to All Things Family. This is our second episode, and if any of you have heard the first episode, you know that I gave part of my family history, and I did not give all of it. You know, there are still bits and pieces that will come up as we move along through the episodes, but... um, Today, I am going to fill in a little bit more. I, um, I seen some pictures of my granddaughter that lives out in California, and I had to open up a new uh, Facebook account so I could do that because her mother has blocked all of my family. There is... Uh, some serious bad blood there and we are not allowed to see her and she will be four years old this coming September and just a special little girl and to put her in the middle of all the grown-up problems is you know such a huge mistake Um, the mother is very Boy, how do I put this? Uh, uh, she's she's cruel. That that would be one way. And you know, she's always into payback and retribution and and vengeance and and it's just it, it's horrible. You know, we have to play games to be able to see her. If the mother needs anything, you know, then by God she'll reach out and she'll give us a bone. But if she don't need anything, then we are not allowed to see her. Now, there was a time when I was frustrated with my son. You know, he is the father and he gave up. You know, he he quit fighting to see his daughter. And, you know, I was angry and frustrated with that. You know, I I, I could not understand how anyone could just give up on their kids. But at the same time, I mean, this woman is crazy. I mean, she knows she's wrong, but she won't admit it. I mean, it's, it's so serious that for the last three years, I have actually written into the Dr. Phil show and they called us. Okay. They called us to be on the show. But she would not do it. She would not go on the show. And there's a reason for that. And that's because she knows she's wrong. But yet she's the one that's in control right now. And that's what this whole thing is about is power and control for her. And I just, I don't know if I'll ever be able to forgive her because it's, it's weird. Um, I've had this connection with three kids um, when my daughter was born, uh, I was, I was hurt really bad. I am disabled. So I am a stay at home dad. And she was just horrible. I mean, I hate to say that, but when she was first born, uh, she had eight dirty diapers. All right. Eight on the first day. And no one was allowed to touch her when those diapers were dirty, except me. 
you know, and at first I'm thinking, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, that kind of wore off after a while. But uh, so we get her home and she will not sleep. She will not lay down. She has to be held all the time. You have to be standing if you want any peace of mind. And it was just nuts, you know. And not only did she have to be held, but if you tried to lay down in bed with her, that wasn't good enough. You had to be in a recliner for her to go to sleep. And then it would only be two hours at the most if you got really lucky. So, you know, that that was the connection we had. Then as she got a little older, uh, I would hold her. And my wife would be coming home from work and we would run to the door to greet, you know, mom. And my wife would come in and she would be all excited. And that little girl would tuck her head into my chest and just totally avoid her mother. And, oh, my God, it just hurt my wife's feelings so much, you know. And I just kept telling her, that's just her. She's being a little turd, you know. That was her her uh, personality and it still is, you know. She's kind of an ornery little thing even though she's about to be 14 years old. And she was my shadow. When I went downtown, she had to go with me. If I went to a store, she had to go with me. And it got to the point that when I showed up somewhere in our small town and I did not have her with me, people were asking questions. You know, where's where's Grace? Where's she at? You know, because she was always with me. And then... It was, I think, about five years later, we became foster parents, and we had gotten this little boy and little girl, and the little boy was uh, in between one and two, and his name was Alex, and we had the same connection, because anything I did, Alex had to be with me, and he was, oh God, he was such an adorable little thing, but... The mom started doing everything she needed to do to get her kids back. And that was great. You know, that was the whole point. And I'd waited about three months at this time uh, after we had him for a year. So Alex is almost three when I go back and check on him, you know. And I'm in the house and I'm visiting and playing with all the kids and talking to mom, seeing how things are going. And, you know, it's time for me to go home. So I announce, well, see y'all later. You know, it's time for me to go home. And Alex goes running to the counter, grabs his bottle, and is coming with me. Now, he's been at home for three months, but he's coming home. He wants to come home with me. And, you know, it was just, it was, I, I felt really great and really sad at the same time, you know, that I had that connection, but I had... I had to let him go. You know, I, I didn't visit anymore because of that, because, you know, it was kind of hard on me, too, that, you know, we have this connection and we have to break it. So now we're uh, a few years after that, and my son starts dating this young woman, and it's it's a horrible relationship for both of them. I mean, uh, I, I'm not picking sides on that one. But they they get pregnant, and because of their relationship uh, is eventually why she leaves, but I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit. I had the baby almost every weekend. They both liked to go out. I mean, they were, they were too young. But um, 
So I had this little baby, and she's like six months. And when she would come to our house, she had to be with me. Now, she would, you know, crawl to me, and I'd have to pick her up, and then she'd be on my lap. And then I was a jungle gym, man. She was climbing all over me, and I'd put her, if I tried to put her down, she'd just be right back up and back to playing on the jungle gym. And when mom and dad would come to pick her up, she would have a fit because she wanted to stay with grandpa. And this happened all the time, and the mother just did not like that. And I tried to explain to her, I said, you know, you can't take that personally because when you go home, you know, you're going to be the attention. But when she's here, all of my attention is on her, and that's why she's like that. And she just did not understand that, that she wanted to stop bringing, you know, the baby over, but, you know, we did it for free. Hello. That, and it was, it was that way every week, man. And this little girl, God, she was just, I don't know. I, I miss her so much. And the mom finally had enough of, of my son and they both decided it was time to split up. And, and she went straight back to California where she was originally from and took the little girl with her. So... She was angry at the entire family. Uh, I did have a part of the anger because not long before she moved, I was out riding on my motorcycle and I was supposed to babysit and I got back to the house. I parked the bike in the yard and at the same time they pulled up. So I grabbed the baby and we're out in the yard. I'm pulling weeds around the tree and stuff. And not thinking about what's going on, she crawled over to the bike and tried to pull herself up, put her hand on the muffler, and she had some pretty nasty second-degree burns. Um, I mean, so I did have some responsibility in the anger. I cannot say I didn't. And her hand looked awful. And I will tell you that I've never felt so low in my entire life. I mean, I, I, I played a part in my granddaughter being hurt and there is no worse feeling that I have ever felt in this world. And then there's this big fight on Facebook and people are saying, you know, why didn't you turn him into uh, department of child services and all this and she's saying well it's family otherwise I would and I mean it was just all this crap and I uh I I I was stunned that she even felt that way in the first place because all I did was apologize when she showed up I mean I was just I'm so sorry I am so sorry and she says you know I'm not happy about this and I said I completely understand I I mean, hello, your, your, your child is, is injured and she's got these huge blisters on her hand and, you know, I get it. So she, uh, packs up and leaves. Oh, maybe a week after that. And so the whole family's on notice that, you know, no contact and, my son was fighting and fighting and fighting with her and we did not see her for the next two years. We got to see her, uh, this past September for her third birthday. And so we had all went out and got to see her 
and uh, it was immediate. You know, I haven't seen this little girl in two years. We show up, and uh, the <laughs> her mom's trying to give her a bath, and we drove. 20 some hours straight. So I'm sitting in the chair and I'm falling asleep. And the next thing I hear is this little bitty scream and little naked girl comes running out of the living room. And I want grandpa to give me my bath. I want grandpa to give me my bath. And it's like, Oh, I, I was instantly awake and jumped up and I, and I went into the bathroom with her and she jumps into the tub and turns around <laughs> and, <laughs> and slaps her little butt. Says, "Look, Grandpa, my naked butt." <laughs> it's like, oh my God, kid, you're killing me. And you know, we had a great time. And Mom was dating this guy at the time, and she was hanging out with a friend. So we actually got alone time with her. And you know, we're sitting there. Her dad is in the room who she hasn't seen and her aunt is in the room who she hasn't seen and who she hang out with. She hangs out with me. She comes and sits on my lap and we're eating grapes together. And she would, she would take a, a, a bunch of grapes and then put them in my hand so I could hang on to them. And then she would feed herself and then she oh, go ahead, grandpa, you can have one too. And so it's just, it's amazing because, you know, I got to go back one more time and see her and it's the same thing every time, you know, it takes her about 20, 30 minutes to warm up to me. And then the next thing you know, she's just all over me and I cannot just, I, I cannot express, you know, how much love that I have for this little girl and how much pain I have for not being able to see her. And, you know, it, all things family, you know, that's, that's, you know, it's the good, the bad and the ugly, like I said, and, and this is part of the ugly, you know, I hate to say it because, you know, she's, she's, when she grows up, she's going to have so much resentment for both her mom and dad, you know, and, and I understand why dad doesn't want to fight anymore because you can't fight crazy. I mean, I get that, but I don't know. I mean, she's not going to get that. I mean, is she going to understand that the reason that that dad gave up is because mom's crazy? You know, my uh, my ex-wife, I, I, I don't talk to her. I have not talked to her maybe 10 words since we split up because you, you can't fight crazy. And and, you know, just an example when we had first split up and well, I guess we'd been split up for a while. I was with my wife of, of now, uh, we were dating at that time and we show up for one of my boys's ball games. And at that time there was a movie out that was, it was very, very inappropriate for children. And my boys were 10 and eight at that time. And she came home and watched that movie with the 10 year old. And he had said, you know, how he had watched that movie with mom while we were at the ball game. And it's like, you know, cause he didn't know it was wrong. So, and I didn't say anything to him, but when we were alone, I said, Hey, you know, maybe that's probably not the appropriate stuff for our kids to be watching just yet. You know, they're not quite old enough to, 
to be watching this stuff. And she says, okay, you know, I agree. Well, come to find out the next morning, she purposely woke up the eight-year-old in her house and had him watch the movie before she had to take it back. You know, so that was just a dig and a get even. And I mean, how do you fight that stuff? How do you even remotely come close to that? You know, I've always taken the high ground. I don't speak ill. I've never spoken ill of of their mother in front of them. And I never, never will. You know, even now they're adults. You know, I, I never have. As a matter of fact, um, my oldest boy moved out of the house when he was 16 years old and moved in with his mother. And the reason was because I wanted him to stay in school. And with her, he didn't have to. So I had uh, threatened to take her to court to get custody of him. And he had called me and was just so disrespectful at the time that, you know, I I decided that maybe that's not something I need in the house right now. And, and, you know, he's going to have to grow up a little bit. So we were talking a few months ago. And I was sitting there with with the boys and I said, you know, guys, because she had said something about me. And I said, you know, I've never spoken ill of your mother to you two. And he says, oh, I beg to differ, Dad. And I said, well, how do you figure? He says, you tried to take me away from my mom. And I said, you're right, I did. But that wasn't speaking ill of her. I did that because I wanted to get you through high school. I wanted you to graduate. And when your mother wasn't supporting that, that's when I threatened to take you away. And he had to sit there for a few seconds and pause. And, you know, there was a little silence. And all of a sudden he goes, you're right. He says, that that was the only thing you've ever done. and, And that wasn't speaking negatively of my mom. And it's like, well, no kidding, you know, because I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm never going to do that to my kids, to my grandkids, you know. Hopefully someday they'll find that out. And, and like my, my oldest son did, he did find that out. He, he grew up, he grabbed some maturity, you know, and he went back. He got his GED, which I was extremely proud of him for. And, you know, he's just a really good person. And that's the part you know, that I feel I I played a big part of is my kids, all my kids are good people. They have a heart, they have empathy. um, And I like to think that I I did have a part of that. And they are all uh, just extremely good kids. And I am so proud of all of them that I don't, I don't, know how to say it to him a matter of fact uh one of my sons i'll tell him every now and then you know man i'm so proud of you and he's uncomfortable for him it's almost like when my dad was calling me names you know I'm, i was so uncomfortable being called stupid and dumb and all that he's he's uncomfortable when i say i'm proud of him you know but i tell you what i'd rather have that uncomfort than the one that i had so I don't know. That's I guess that's probably enough for today. Um, I am looking at visitation for my granddaughter because California does have grandparents' rights. And I think in family court, it's a little easier to represent yourself. But I have to do a little more research and get my ducks in a row before I try that on. 
because I know once I make that move, no matter how mad she is now, it's going to get really bad and there is going to be no forgiveness. So I'm going to have to make sure that, that I know what I'm doing and that I really have a, a pretty good chance of this because there will be no no second chances after that. So I just uh, hope everybody got a little something out of this today. You know, uh, family, family is 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 a job it's a full-time job and but it's worth it it's worth the work you know so i think with that i'll uh i'll say goodbye for today and i hope y'all will be listening again on our next episode thank you